Welcome to episode seven of the Really Doing It podcast with the Schlaus. We are back. We're back, baby. We're back in black. Actually, you in black. <laughs> That's right. So today we're going to be talking about how much can really change in a year. A lot. A lot can change. A lot can change in a year. Especially even thinking back of college, how much has changed in the past couple years. Yeah, almost like a nauseating amount. Like almost every part of it. Every single part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to focus on the last year and kind of our theme of this whole podcast is how much you can learn in one year, understanding that things can kind of happen for a reason, which we'll kind of dive in. We're going to do a twofer, a two-parter here. Twofer, as we call it in our house. Twofer. The Schlaus call it a twofer. Twofer. So part two. Two for one is my favorite. Yeah. Part two, we'll dive more into that. So do you want to start us off? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is almost exactly a year, we started living together. So a year ago, I was already living at the ranch. I was already a full-time employee here. And you were in Billings. Sadly. Just a short little tiny stint in Billings. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a job, a full-time job at the ranch. And you came down and joined me. Packed up all your crap again. And here we are in this little tiny one-bedroom apartment where our living room basically is inside of our kitchen. Not basically, it is. <laughs> and we shoved all of our crap into this little tiny apartment. And then, yeah, to begin with, and just combining are. stuff. Yeah, that was a... Trying to put a, a one-bedroom house together when we both had enough stuff to really probably put together possibly even a three-bedroom house. I could have easily... It'd be, it'd be a little bare, but we'd have, we have enough stuff. stuff. I could have easily put together by myself... A two-bedroom apartment you probably us together we could have put together a whole home it wouldn't have looked super cohesive but we yeah we had a crap ton of stuff we still have a ton of stuff we're trying to get rid of i.e the project yesterday so combining stuff but really the big thing that we we're going to kind of talk about is just the challenges that are presented with living together which some of you doers may live with somebody. It might be a roommate, could be family, or you live on your own, I don't know. But the biggest struggle I think we had is just combining schedules. So we're, yeah. we're jumping into a job where you work genuinely at least 50 hours a week, if not more, you know, with the ranch kind of being a salary employee and everything. And for myself, kind of working a standard kind of eight to five-ish job Monday through Friday, is how do you find time to do stuff together? Well, it's hard. Or do you have to just make time? Which usually you do. So I think the biggest thing was when we combined our schedules was, you know, who's going to do what? Who's responsible for what? Even as simple as making the bed in the morning. Who makes the bed? Who is primarily more, I guess, who cooks more? I mean, we, balance, we try to balance as much as we can. It's true, but it's just, it's not going to... Not just every time. Not every time. You know, like, I almost never make the bed, ever. I love the bed being made, but I typically get out of the bed earlier than you do, and I'm out of the house by 7. You usually have about a half an hour, 40 minutes longer than I do. So you just make the bed, and I love it. But that, you know, like, as simple as that, or groceries, you know, or not groceries, um, cooking. I'm, I live where I work. 
Like I never, that's another issue is that, but that's for a later podcast. Um, but when I come to the house for lunch, so I have the ability to pull stuff out of the freezer for dinner, things like that. So it just makes it easier for me typically to cook or to meal plan, which we're going to get into meal planning in here in a little bit, things like that. And it's not perfect. Like he said, there are days where I just forget to pull stuff and I'm way too freaking tired. I'm like, tonight's pull whatever you want out of the fridge or freezer. I'm not cooking or mm. you cook or... So, but trying to figure out how to balance that and what makes the most sense and, oh my gosh, it was hard. It's still hard. Jesus take the wheel, right? But also like sometimes the wheel gets ahead of us. So trying to get ahead of life and it's, you know, if you're getting beat up because you're just tired from your job, there's always chores to do. Always. There's always something that's got to get done. But really, most importantly, is how to make time to make sure that we do nice home-cooked meals, that we can kind of coordinate our schedules and say, hey, this is going to be date night. We're going to do this and this, you know, next coming weekend. We need to make a trip for ourselves because we just need to get out of here for a couple days if we can. That's the most important part, I, I think, that we're presented with. And then two, kind of going with that, is how important alone time could be. And it's not because yeah. I don't love you. It's not because I don't want to spend time with you, but it's I think it's generally healthy to spend some time by yourself. I miss you when I blink. I miss you when I blink. Yeah, that's not realistic. A, a wise man once told me, my brother, one of my brothers. I was going to say, which one? I don't yeah. know how wise they are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind of said is, what was important to you before the marriage, before you guys really being together, you got to try really hard not to lose that. Because then that can lead to a little resentment. It can lead to you not doing things that you maybe enjoyed before. But you might find new things you like together. But genuinely, if, like for me, I like to go hunting. You've never really experienced that and might be something you really enjoy. You might not. Who knows? We haven't really found out yet. But if all of a sudden we get together and then it just goes to the wayside... I might not be happy about it. Yeah. If I was like, sorry, we can't afford for you to go hunting. Sorry. Or we're going to go take this trip all of hunting season. Get over it. Like that would, that would never work. Right. It almost seemed like you're being strategic with your thoughts. Not really. But... I was saying, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it would come across that I was being a huge jerk face. Yeah. But it's easy... But I say you'd come across like I'm being a jerk face, but it's actually really easy to do without the intention of ever being that. I don't know if you've experienced that, but it's like we, you get so caught up in the world that you're just trying to live, just trying to do life in even the most basic sense that it's like, well, I don't, we got to do this because if we don't do this, then, then we'll never, it's never going to get done. It's like, well, but I want to do this. This is the one thing I really enjoy. And it's like, well, I get you enjoy it, but that's just fun time. Fun time can always be cut. We've got to get this done. And it's easy to Life not... is short. Life it's, is short. It's hard. I think the whole everything with every podcast we talk about is finding, the, as I always say, the yin and yang of life. Yeah. The balance of just what's fun and what do we want to pursue versus like, there are things that we do genuinely just have to take care of. It's and that's the, just everyday life. Yeah, And I it's only going to get busier. I think it's what everyone tries to do their whole entire life. You know, people get retired and then they go find a job because they're bored. People want to retire because they're tired of their job. Like, and then you go right back to work. And then working. you go right back to work. So 
I think that's what people spend their whole entire life trying to figure out is that balance. But it also makes for a not boring life. No. And if anything, I cannot stand boredom. It is like the one emotion I cannot stand to have. So I think even saying that too is just combining a household where you and I have a lot of similarities, but we also have a lot of differences. We do. So then when you're kind of like the natural pecking order of any situation, you know, who's who wears the pants, right? Well, who wears the pants? I who have takes an example care of, of this? this? Who takes care of that? I have an example you of this. You have to find your place. Yesterday, you brought in the sleeping bag that's been sitting in the shed the whole year. It's one of those. I cleaned the shed. It took me hours. He, he did. He cleaned the shed. Remember all that stuff we were talking about? Some of it just got shoved into our shed. So we cleaned out the shed yesterday. Well, he brought in a sleeping bag that has just been haphazardly thrown in there. And he laid it on my clean couch. I just vacuumed the couch. And he just flops it on there. And I was like, what are you doing? Can you? And he, so then he picks it up and goes to move it into our bedroom. How barbaric. Who is you this were. guy? And I was like, really? You're going to put it in our bed? Like, I didn't want it in the living room next to the front door, let alone in our bedroom. Like, can you just go put it somewhere where I? it's not in our house until we wash it? There's things like that where it seems, but you deal with things like that all the time. All the time. Or I know there's things that I do that just drives you nuts. And you're like, really? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're an idiot. Can you please stop? That's and the beauty of life. It is. But trying to navigate that and make sure that you are able to forgive and, and not get super resentful and angry because that's just life. And then not being nitpicky, which is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's kind of the opening of this whole part one of this podcast is just the nature of living together. And then as all of you know, you've probably gotten this theme at this point. We both have kind of a stronger financial mind. Yep. So when we've, we've touched on this a few times, but just combining finances in general, we've faced a few challenges there. Again, as most of you know, we're, we're big advocates that if you're together, every aspect of your life is together. Finance is one of those, and that's a huge thing in most marriages that yep. can lead to good things or bad things is, is finances. So we had to kind of map out and understand who we are. We've touched on this. You know, kind of spender I'm, saver. Spender saver. What's important to me in a budget? Is it fun? Is it having more home cooked meals? Is that a higher cost? Just mapping out what's important. Is yeah. it taking more road trips? Okay, there's more fuel costs. There's more food costs. Yeah, we really had to get down. That's the interesting thing about money is it really highlights who you are and your priorities because what you spend your money on demonstrates or highlights what those things are so we had to figure out what was important to us and it was not easy we still struggle with it we're better but when we started a year ago holy crap that was ugly i remember having multiple arguments multiple arguments a lot of times just not being on the same page being confused but i mean we we did this process we've been doing it now for almost nine months essentially a baby right this is our baby at this yeah, point it's true but is we tried a lot of tests and a lot of them failed but we still kind of said okay we still got to figure this out this is really important and we found our stride and you know I, some of you know that we've been able to take care of over 40 percent of our debt student loans specifically mm -hmm. in this last eight nine months because that's our focus. 
And that's where we want life to kind of navigate to. I think the other thing too, that being said, finances also gave us a point in which we could have a goal together and move together. And it affected every part of our lives. So for example, both the time thing and the money thing, but meal planning. I started meal planning. I'm not fantastic at it. It doesn't happen every day. But meal planning, before we go to the grocery store, having an idea of what our, what's sitting in our freezers and having some idea of what we could spend money on in groceries in comparison to what's on sale or things of that nature. So that became another avenue of us to save money, but it changed how I spend my Sunday, you know, I, or how I spend, usually it's before I go to the grocery store actually, so sometimes it's Saturday. But I sit down and I have a huge long list of all the meals we know how to cook and I keep adding to it. That's a time commitment. But it was one of those things that I felt like you had done things in your own world, which I can't think of any of the very, this very second, which sounds terrible because there's a lot. But like meal planning is one because we were both trying to reach the same goal, pay off debt. And so we were yoked together as a couple and it's been very powerful and it's been really incredible. And we're going to talk about this whole loan forgiveness thing in in the future. And we're going to have a podcast on that. But just real briefly, I want to mention, you know, when that came out, Cody and I have paid off some of the money that we could have technically gotten from the government, just in some of your loans and some of mine, we've already started to pay off some of those. So we could have received more money and forgiveness. Like we've, some people would say that as we threw money down the toilet. But him and I spoke about the fact that we're proud of the way we did it because we learned so much. Yeah, I don't have a regret with it at all. No, neither do I. Because we learned so much together to reach this plan and, and gaining this plan together. Gain towards this plan together. So that's one neat thing about finances is... And some people, some couples I know do it in different aspects of their life. Physical training, you know, like being very strong, going to the gym together. That's one way that a couple is equally yoked. Finances happens to be ours. I think one thing too, just I want to put the caveat in here as part of this. We had to plan a wedding in a year. Yeah, we were we were, we were engaged at this time. You know, wedding was coming up in April. Not only combined finances, but say... How are we going to afford this wedding? What's it even look like? Where are we going to do it? Who's invited? Food? It's what the, the attire is, is, the decorations? It is the biggest party we'll probably ever throw, ever in our lives, and one of the biggest expenses we will ever have in our lives. And we did it, most people do it, right at the start of combining finances, living together. Like, it's a lot to do right at the beginning. It is. And we're both very blessed because we did have a lot of family help. We did. Both financially and just other and just parts of the general. wedding in general. We were but unbelievably we, blessed. We were able to walk away. And again, part of this was our planning process. We walked away essentially with the honeymoon, which we haven't taken yet. We're getting very close. Very close. We're pretty excited about it. But we walked away without having debt from those situations. Zero. Zero debt. Which we're, was a huge goal of ours. It was a huge goal and it felt good. Like when it was over, we wrote the check and it was done. Well, and we had done an deal. awesome wedding. And we did. We had an incredible wedding. I think Nothing was cheap. Thing, nothing yeah. was... I think the one thing I remember we spent over budget was my wedding dress. And thank you, mom, for that. It was the wedding dress. We paid more than we had budgeted for that. And then we paid more for... There was another thing we paid more for. Oh, flowers. 
So yeah, there's not everything is gonna go according to no. plan, but we kind of mapped out is. But we but we held back in other areas. Like the gentleman didn't have boutonnieres. I have I could care less that y'all didn't have boot boutonnieres. It was gonna cost us hundreds of dollars to give you and what you have six roomsmen boutonnieres. Yeah. Hundreds of dollars, and I remember Cody and I being like, "For one flower? Are you kidding me? Just we don't even need that." So we had to come to con- decisions together about what. There you go. Money highlights what's important to you and your priorities. It wasn't a priority for us. And we really had to get kind of picky about what was and what wasn't. It's like our budgeting. Same thing. Mm-hmm. What's what's the most important? It was capturing a fun environment. So that involved putting some money into the DJ. Yeah, the DJ was a huge part of our budget. And I think we crushed it. Yeah. we had a, He crushed it. We just wanted to have fun. And that is exactly what we accomplished. I wanted a good cake. Nailed that. I wish I had more. I want to go back and get another cake. Uh, a really good DJ. Crushed that. And a, a, a good venue. A, not a fantastic venue. It wasn't our plan. We ended up getting a fantastic venue. But those were our, those were our goals. And we crushed it. It was an incredible time. But it was, it was a journey. It was a marathon to get there. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance, Cody, Wyoming, the rodeo capital of the world, the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. Huge. Five-part Smithsonian Museum. Very cool. So cool. And that's where we chose to get married. It was amazing. Yeah, very cool. So that, you know, that in the last year, living together, trying to combine finances, put the process into how can we afford a wedding, what's it going to look like, and then the Biggest other change, too, that we had is we kind of jumped from college type of jobs, which we've touched on, is Mm -hmm. we had the ability, kind of flexibility to, if you wanted to take work off or if you wanted to work a ton, you could. School was pretty flexible. Your time was was your own. Time was your own. You made whatever you could out of it. But now we are more into big boy jobs, career type jobs, where Mm -hmm. you only have x amount of time off per year you have six days per year we're talking about health insurance 401ks dental like that part of our lives is very different too that kind of goes with the scheduling part but we are we're no longer in those jobs where you just bounce around Mm -mm. we are like well i'll give an example going you're gonna go to missoula next weekend to go see your family and i couldn't get the time off to go with you just couldn't. I usually work most weekends. I mean, that's just what it is. So I don't get to go. That's a big boy job. That's what you... And there's a lot of big boy jobs out there that you don't have to do that. And one day we will have jobs like that. But typically you don't just get to start there. You know, most jobs require you to show up and, and have a set schedule. We are still learning. <laughs> Me specifically. How to be okay with that. Well, we haven't been doing it really that long. You've been doing it for... Two years. Two years. I've been doing it, I'd say, a little over a year. It's different. It's really different. And there's parts that are really frustrating and parts that are really cool. There are. You and I both have really cool jobs where we get to do some very unique things. Uh Be very involved in two very different worlds. It's true. I'm very involved with the community here that we're involved with around the Cody area. And you specifically in the horse world, what goes beyond Cody, but like you, we've got to know some incredible people. 
Yes, we have. And if it, you know, if you were just kind of an intern like you were before and you never got this full-time job experience, you probably wouldn't even know half the stuff that you know right now. Or the people. Or the people. Yep. Because you jumped into it more in a, a career type of move. I put forth, well, I should be more, we put forth or we showed that we were willing to be here for the long haul to be able to put forth a lot of effort and it pays off. It pays off, especially when you're in your early 20s, you know, you've got to be able to put forth the effort. You've got to be willing to say the words I don't really love to say, hit the grind or be on the grind, whatever that stupid phrase is. Hit the ground running. That's one's better. I like that. Gazelle intensity. Well, that's about money, but there we go. I like that one better. (laughs) Hit the ground running. You know, you've got to. You don't get to jump in at 22 and be like, I'm going to retire in four years and I don't have to do anything and I get to be a lazy SLB. No. Mm-mm. Welcome to the real world. Here's the reality. You just started. Yeah. School was just a little skip and a hop. You, you, ju- just, you just started. started. You don't get to live the same type of lifestyle your parents get to live because they've been at it for 20, 30 years longer than you have. And that I think that's one thing I learned this year. I remember looking at people being like, are you kidding me? You get to do blah, and I'm stuck doing all this. I I have to pick up poop for the fourth time today, really? But then I remember, I'm 23. I just started. Be a little patient. You haven't put your dues in yet. And that's really, really hard to A, learn, and B, remember. I think that's just naturally for a young person is to think, give me the reins, I can do it. Yeah. Well, you got to understand the foundation, put your time in a little bit to get those reins. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I'm trying to learn the next, this year, this last year, and I'm continuing to trying to learn. Well, what's the biggest part in the last year that you think you've learned about yourself and about us? I've got more grit than I thought I did. I think it's the biggest thing I learned about myself. I never thought I was lazy, but I think I've got way more grit than I ever thought possible. Being willing to just lean into the difficult and lean into the exhaustion and lean into the frustration. And I'm not perfect at it at all. It gets to me. But having more grit than I thought possible. You know, I I don't give up. I think the one thing I've learned about us is just what an incredible partnership we are. Like I am blown away at the ability we have to sit down, communicate. Well, I'll give an example. We bought a horse yesterday. That conversation to get us to purchase that horse because we are finance people and we have a huge debt goal, right? We had to communicate about how we were going to afford one. And it's an investment. It's not a horse that I'm going to buy and keep forever. It's an investment in myself, in my craft, in my trade, and a financial investment. But we had to sit down for a while And we have pages of finding out the finances of it. And I remember within that conversation of communicating how we were going to afford it and what it would mean for me personally and what it would mean for us and not financially, but emotionally, what would this animal do for us? I remember us having conversations within that about how we could better communicate about things in general. You'd done a couple things that frustrated me and then I had done a couple things that frustrated you. So within that huge conversation, we also talked about how we can communicate better with one another. I am blown away at our ability to sit and talk and get frustrated with one another and still be able to have a productive conversation. 
and, and go back to things and, and find a solution. I never really thought that was super possible when I was growing up. Something I don't think you really see a whole lot of when you're growing up, uh, except with maybe your parents, but you're not in those conversations all the time. Those are mostly held behind closed doors, which I would say I would like for us to have lots of those conversations more in front of our kids when we get there one day. But caveat, uh, our ability to do that. I am just, that's the thing I think I'm most shocked and most excited to learn that we are capable of doing. So what about you? Same questions. About myself, how to be more independent, I think in a sense, which sounds ironic of all the things we've just talked about, but more specifically like with my job and career and stuff like that is, I had to really jump into a community and a job where everyone knows each other. Yep the mm -hmm. quote-unquote movers and shakers in the town business owners business managers marketing leaders things like that i had to kind of jump in blind eye didn't know anybody i just got out of school i studied finance which we both know is when you study something you really don't know much no you get a degree but you have no actual experience in that field yes. so i had to jump in and just learn how to integrate myself into a community and that involved a lot of self-learning a lot of outside time of the job just to to get out there and meet people so when i say independent i kind of mean more just i had to depend on myself if i wanted to make this work for you and i i had to get out there and very much get out of my comfort zone a good chunk of the time you were you are very vulnerable for a lot of the time. And I don't mean like vulnerable in the fact that you were outside your comfort zone. That's what I mean. As I remember you being like, I'm gonna go do this. And I was like, that sounds like your worst nightmare, but okay, good for you. And it's paid off. And it's paid off. And I, I guess maybe not independent. My confidence is a lot higher. Yeah. Cause I was able to do these things. But yeah, like you just said is that's when you have your most growth is truly when you're out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Moving down here, living on a ranch. I grew up in the outdoors. I don't know anything about ranching. Neither did I. <laughs> I had been on a horse one time, and that was during the summer that you were still an intern here. And now I am rodeo champion of the world. Oh my. Not really, but <laughs> uh, just how much, again, how much can change in a year, how much you can learn in a year. So many things. I yeah. think us in general kind of the same thing about what you were talking about is we we can formulate a plan and basically say how can we accomplish this and when we both put both of our mindsets together and say this is what we're doing like the budget is almost like a contract every month this is what we're gonna do some months don't quite go our way that's okay but even when it doesn't we still communicate about we're it still communicate. last month with what your birthday happened, right and then we were like well we want to do this okay let's do it yeah how do we figure it out yeah and so I think, yeah, I'm just proud of what you and I have been able to set out and say, what do we really want to do? And the one part, you know, I'd like to see us going forward, what we could do is how do we take the reins on life and kind of make our schedules work for us? Right now we're a little bit on the receiving end versus the delivering end. Like we've been catching, not pitching. One of my favorite Deadpool quotes. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'd just love to see us in the future basically do what we've been doing and then move forward with us taking more control of our schedules, our time, so that we can expand other parts of our lives. And that might be more 
fun and travel. It might be more, I don't know, bigger stuff in general. But we're we're working on that, and I think that's I think that's just a good I don't know summary. Which we're gonna do a part two. Part two. But just that's kind of the build up is how much has changed in a year just for you and I, and even just for you if you're listening to kind of reflect, how much can change in one year. Yeah, where were you at a year ago? Yeah, a lot can change. A lot can change in one year, and I think it's really healthy to reflect on it. It is. You don't have to do it all the time, but I think it's pretty healthy to say is, you know, these are the things I want to accomplish this year. Did I accomplish them, yes or no? What capacity and why or why not? I always think it's good to just understand why something happened or didn't but you and I both are believers in the process things happen for a reason and you just have to trust the process however frustrating or awesome it is yeah good and bad good and bad but sometimes you almost like I was just take a step back look at it from an outside point of view like we might get frustrated about certain things but man I think we're we're really doing it Well, and I think one thing, too, that reflection gives you is a sense of gratitude. And I think you cannot get through this life unless you have an attitude of gratitude. I did not mean for that to rhyme. (laughs) attitude of gratitude. I did not mean that for that to rhyme. But I think that's part of it. I think that's one thing why it's really healthy. And especially for me, I try to reflect. Not a lot. But some, because I find myself not being grateful for what I've got. That's, That's the only way I can find gratitude is by... Thinking Take back. a step back. Zoom out. Zoom out. Be like, Life Whoa. is good. Yeah. Dang. You've got to do so many cool things in just one year. Truly. I mean, we're sitting at our kitchen table looking out the window at these beautiful horses and this gorgeous mountain scape. Yeah. I mean, that's... We have good health. We're... I mean, we're getting so close on our debt journey. Oh, we're starting new projects, you and I, which were, you know, just touched on a little bit early. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, another podcast we will talk about is two big investments we just made, particularly a project for Jess and particularly a project for me. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll dive onto those. But, you know, we already talked about we already have two projects going on. So this kind of multiplies oh. it into four. But that's okay. Yeah, but they kind of, they connect. They, they do connect. They do, they connect. do all connect. Yeah. For you and, yeah, for yep. you and me. But yeah, I think that's part one of just what happens in a year. All right. Next time, guys. That's for part episode dose. seven of Really Doing It. Oh my goodness. Hi, Mom. <laughs>